Hello everyone. I have a question I want you to ask yourself. I'm not gonna, I want you to ask yourself this question, okay? And, and today we're, we're kind of discussing the idea of faithfulness. Faithfulness. You know, when we're talking about this dream again, we talked about zeal last week. We talked about a mission that we're on to love God, serve others, and make disciples. And that mission is something we want to do together as a group. And yes, we need that zeal, but we also need to be faithful individuals. So here's the question I want you to ask yourself. Can I be trusted? Can I be trusted? Are my words, my bond. When I say I'm going to do something or do my actions represent my faithfulness? Can God trust me? There's another question you ask yourself. Can God actually trust me? Can you actually trust me? You know, I, and I understand, I understand, I hear a lot of people say, I just don't trust very many people. I'm just not a very trusting person. And I get it. I get it. I understand why. It's because we live in a sinful world. And that world is full of evil. It's full of falsehood. And it's full of hurt. And it's full of pain. And so many times, and so many times in our lives, when we have expected someone to fulfill what they have said that they were going to do or that what they said they were going to do, they weren't faithful individuals and it hurts and we have remained in pain. And we know, and all of us know, that faithfulness is developed over days, over weeks, over months, over years, over decades to actually gain that trust that we had, that other people have in us, that even God has in us. Even God has in us. And it's also lost very quickly. Yeah, just like that, someone can do something and they have lost your trust because they failed to be faithful individuals. Okay, so I, I want to kind of give you just a definition of faithfulness right now. And these are four characteristics that just came out of dictionary.com. And, and I thought it was interesting because it's so multifaceted. Uh, tr uh, faithfulness is not something you just go, here's the first, the only definition, and this one ought to work for everything. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. There's, there's actually four definitions, and, kind of, and, and they do a good job of describing what, those, what faithfulness is. So here's the first one. The first one is this. Uh, the steadfastness in affection or allegiance. And they call this loyalty. Loyalty. Faithfulness is about being loyal to another. About being loyal to another. That's one of the first aspects of faithfulness. Am I loyal to you? Am I loyal to God? Am I loyal? That's steadfastness. Here's the second thing. The fact or quality of being true to one's word or commitments as to what one has pledged to do. They call this conscientiousness. In other words, if I say I'm going to do something, will I fulfill it? Am I conscientious as a person to fulfill what I've said I'm going to do? That makes me a faithful person. That's what faithfulness actually looks like. Here's the third one. The third one is this. The fact or quality of being dedicated and steadfast in performing one's duty. They put binding there. Our dedication to duty. Our dedication to the work that has been given us to do. 
that dedication. And then the last is the quality of adhering to fact, a standard, of, or an original. And they call this accuracy. Our trustworthiness. In other words, am I, am I, do I look like the standard? Am I abiding by the standard? Am I doing what has been asked of me? Am I accurate in what I say and what I do? Those are all ideas of this faithfulness that we're talking about. And faithfulness, listen, listen, faithfulness is not about faith. It's not about my faith in God. That's not what this is about. Faithfulness is about our lives. It's about trustworthiness. It's about who we are as people. Do I love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength? Do I love Him with every ounce of my fiber in my being? Okay, so, so we, the idea of faithfulness is something that is deep inside of us. It's who we are as people. It's what, what others see of us and judge us by. Yeah, yeah, we are judged by our faithfulness. And that's why a lot of people don't trust, because many times our faithfulness is not where it ought to be. And I'm just so thankful for God and His grace, right? For Jesus and His grace and His continuing blood that cleanses us from all sins. Because there's many times I haven't been faithful to Him. And there's many times you probably haven't been faithful to Him as well. That faithfulness is acting on what He has done in our lives. What He has done in our lives that we can't help but return the favor and be faithful to him, here's here's some just some passages of scripture. I'm not going to put them on the screen. I just want you to listen to them. Joshua chapter 24, verse 14. Now fear the Lord, fear the Lord, and serve Him with all faithfulness. We serve the Lord with all faithfulness. That's trustworthiness. That's saying I'm going to do what He has asked me to do. And back at two, verse four, it said, "But the righteous person will live." By righteousness, no, by faithfulness. The righteous person will live by faithfulness. Faithfulness is a characteristic. It's a characteristic of that consciousness of being in, in that binding and that accuracy and that trustworthiness. It's, it's, it's that, that idea that I am going to follow through with what God has placed in, in me to do His will, to join Him in the work that He is already doing. And in Psalm 37, verse 28, he, the Lord says, For the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. He wants us to be faithful. He's not going to forsake those who are striving to do what he has asked us to do, who are putting one foot in front of the other uh, and, in a trustworthy manner, in a true manner, in an accurate manner, conscious is that you are doing what he has asked you, uh, us to do, all of us to do. In Revelation chapter 17, verse 14, this is the result. This is the result of a faithful life. Okay, a faithful life. For he is the Lord of lords and King of kings. And those with him, those with him, those with him in heaven are those who are called and chosen and faithful. They're called. They've been chosen. And in that walk, they have been faithful. They have been faithful. Now, we can't blame 
anyone else for our faithfulness or lack thereof. We can't. Our faithfulness is on us. There'll be a day when Jesus returns, and when he returns, he's going to take those with him who are faithful, who have listened to his voice, who have done his will. That faithfulness, therefore, is on us. I can't blame anybody for my lack of faithfulness. I can't say, well, they didn't do this, or they didn't do that. No, no, no. That's all on us. And the question goes back. The question goes back to the first question that we ask. Can I be trusted? Can God trust me? Can God trust me? Now, I, I don't know about you, but this gets really personal really quickly for me. Probably for all of us. And like I said, we're so thankful for what God has done for us. But our faithfulness, it goes right to the heart and soul and mind of who we are. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. In other words, every single aspect, every single aspect of our lives is geared toward being faithful to Him out of the love that He has for you and for me. That love, that gifts that He has given us, the life that He has given each one of us, that love is something that compels me, compels us to be faithful, to do His will, to do what He has asked us to do. And if there's a dream I have for this congregation, that dream is that we be faithful individuals and that we be faithful as a church, that we be a witness to our community, that we take the mission of loving God, serving others, and making disciples and make that a mission out there. Out there. That's where we need to be. And I think about the seven letters to the churches of Asia. And when I think about the seven letters to the churches of Asia, it was all about, are you going to remain faithful? Here's the things where you've done good. Here's the things that you've done right. But here's the things I have against you. Here's the things I see that you need to change as a body of believers. And I wonder, I wonder what Jesus would say about us. I wonder what type of letter he would write to you and me, but also to Lake Homa. I wonder what he would write to us when he comes. Will he find us faithful? Will he? In Revelation 17, verse 9, we talk about Christ's bride, and it, it says this Let us rejoice and be glad. And give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. See, that's what I want for us. I, I don't know when it's coming. Could come to, today, could come tomorrow. Jesus could return. And the question that I wonder is will he find us faithful? Will he find us faithful upon his return? So how does, the, how does the bride ready themselves? How do we ready ourselves for him? And how are we doing that? What does that look like? In Hosea chapter 2, verses 19 through 20, I love this passage because it gives really four or five different characteristics that we're supposed to have 
as, as, as a church and as individuals. And so it says this, And I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice and in steadfastness and in mercy. And I will betroth you to me in faithfulness. And you shall know the Lord. Okay, so that betrothal, that, that process. Uh, okay, so in ancient cultures, in ancient cultures, and even, even today in many cultures, uh, there are arranged weddings between families. Yeah, some uh, man has a son and another man has a daughter. And they're in that kind of same area and live kind of near each other or whatever. And they said, and they make a deal. Hey, I want your your daughter to marry my son. And it's that, the other father said, yeah, we can, I, I like that. I think this would be a great marriage. And so there's that interaction that they have as families and things. But there's going to be a day. There's going to be a day when the son says, hey, I'm ready. I, I'm ready to be married to this, this bride that you have chosen for me. And what they would do is, back in the ancient times, they would, they would take a cup, they would take a cup and they would take some wine and they would go over to the, the bride, bride-to-be uh, house and they would actually, the, the male would actually take the cup and pour wine into it and give it to the bride. And he would say this, this is a cup of the covenant that I make with you today. And I will not drink of this cup again until I drink it with you in my Father's house. We've heard those words before. We've heard them from Jesus. And this is a covenant that was entered into between these two families. A covenant. And it could be a year before they got married or maybe two years or whatever it would take but there was a covenant that was arranged. That covenant is something we've entered into in our baptism that we have drunk from the blood of Christ and we have been raised to walk in a new life. You can think of it as being betrothed in faithfulness, in righteousness, in justice, in steadfastness, and in mercy. We have been betrothed in these things and this is who we are as people of God. As people of God. We are a people who are under a covenant with our Heavenly Father. That covenant relationship means that I am going to be faithful, faithful to Him all my life. And that faithfulness is if I'm doing it to Him, I'm also doing it to you as well. I'm very loyal. My words are my bond. And I'm conscientious. And, and there's those other aspects of that when we're talking about faithfulness. Now, now I want to kind of go off on a side road because I want to talk about something that I think goes through most of our lives. And it's very difficult. Because it's very difficult to be faithful in those arid places when you feel like you're in a desert. I know, I know. There's individuals who are hurting right now. They've lost their spouse. They've lost someone they love very deeply. I, I know that people are hurt because they're going through maybe a divorce 
or their family is just there's something within that family that's happening that is just causing distrust in everything and 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 you may be going through an illness that's just difficult and there's things in our lives in which we just feel like we're in these arid places this desert and there's no way out and I'm I'm just forgotten and we feel like we feel like in many ways God why do you have me here and in Psalm 139 verse 5 I think this represents the passion this hurt that we have you hem me in it behind and before and you lay your hand upon me I mean have you ever felt that way where you've been hemmed in by God and you just feel like this is hard to be faithful in the desert. It's hard to be faithful in this wasteland where I feel like I am. And I want you to know, I want you to know, I understand that, I get that, I get that. I understand that, but here's what I want you to know. God is for you and He loves you. We are known. You are known. And we're loved by God. In those times, we are loved. Luke 12 verse 7 says this, indeed the very hairs of your head are numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. We are to live our lives, and I know this is hard, we're to live our lives as if this is the place God has placed us. And in this place we will walk in faithfulness. We will walk in faithfulness. The principle is the forgotten places are where God has placed us. Yeah, He has placed us there. And that's hard for us to actually grasp. Why did you put me here, God? Why are you here? It's hard to remain faithful in the desert. But listen to these words. For the Lord loves the just and will not forsake His faithful ones. Psalm 37 verse 28. The Lord loves the just and will not forget his faithful ones. The forgotten places are exactly where God has placed us. It's where God wants us at that time, this time. And many of you have gone through those times. And if you haven't, every single person, I believe, goes through those arid places you say, why does God do that? Listen, listen to what, what God says in Acts 17. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling place, that in those places, brothers and sisters, in those arid places, in those dark times, in those places of just uh, utter holding on by the skin of your teeth and just holding on with every fiber of your being. In those times, it says, verse 27, and they should seek God so that we seek God and perhaps feel our way toward Him and find Him. And find Him. Yet He's not actually far from each one of us. When we think about living in these arid places and these places of despair and, and hurt, remember this, faithfulness, faithfulness in the little things, faithfulness in the little things is a great thing. That's what Hudson Taylor said, big missionary. And so faithfulness in the little things is a great thing. The task in front of us, the task in front of us Whatever that may be, wherever you are, wherever you find yourself right now, 
And this is hard. It's God's assignment for you. It's God's assignment for us. Right now, at this place, right where we are, this is God's assignment for us. Will I be faithful in the little things? Will I be faithful in the little things? Okay, let's get back. Let's get back to kind of the idea of our faithfulness. Our faithfulness, this is being faithfulness is not about the amount of faith an individual has, but about uh, but about the amount of faith one can place in that individual, in me, in you. This, can I be trusted, in other words? So let's get back to the idea of can I be trusted? If you were given a task, if you were given a task, would you follow through? Would you follow through with that task? You know, I, I met a real estate agent, uh, knew this individual. He's a real estate agent. He said, you know, one thing I started, when I started my real estate agent, I started during the pandemic. And I was flipping houses. And so I'd get a house and I started to flip it. And I'd call the, all these subs that people were recommending. And of course, they couldn't come at a time. I'm flipping houses. Time is money. And so I just got other subs. Well, they did me wrong. They wouldn't do the right thing. It took them too long. They never show up when they said they would. And he goes, I know why they were easy to find now. He said, I'm out of that. I can't trust anybody to do what they said they were going to do. What they said they were going to do. I mean, how many of us have been through that even ourselves where we've had to fire somebody from something that we said, I, I am sorry, you're just not doing a good job. You just can't, I can't trust you anymore to get this job done. And I wonder sometimes, I know that there have been times in my life where I know somebody says, James, you haven't fulfilled the duty that you need to do. You haven't done it. You haven't done what I've asked you to do. In Luke 16, verse 10, Jesus says, whoever can be trusted in the very, with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. See, that dishonesty is deviating, deviating from standards of morality. Deviating from standards of morality. <clears throat> and what, what I believe like Homa, all of us, we need to be people. We need to be people who are trusted with the very little. Very little. Because Jesus is going to trust us with much. So even in the little things, am I trustworthy in what I say and what I will do? Why is this important? Because Matthew chapter 25, verse 23 says this. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Faithfulness is about consistency between what we say and what we do. That's what faithfulness is. It's consistency between what we say and what we do. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, and this is good news, this is good news, this is good news because it helps us who at times in our lives where we haven't been faithful, it says this, that we can do this. We, as individuals, we can train ourselves to be godly. We can train ourselves to be godly. Train yourselves to be godly. Train yourselves to be faithful individuals. In other words, I am going to be accurate with what I say. I'm going to be bound to what I pledge. I'm going to be conscientious about what I do and how I do that. I'm going to give it to the best of my ability. And we think about that 
that faithfulness that we need as a body of Christ, as we need as individuals of this church. We need people who are trustworthy, who are faithful with what they say and what they do. It's a huge aspect of what Christ and what God is looking for in His church. Yes, they've got to have that zeal, but zeal must be matched with that faithfulness. Here's C. Faithfulness is doing the right thing, doing the right thing with the right motive, with the right attitude. Did you get that? Faithfulness is doing the right thing with the right motive and the right attitude. It's interesting to me how our motives and our attitudes are as important as our doing. But see, our attitudes, our attitudes and our motives are not something that anybody can see. All that's going on behind the scenes. So our doing, even our doing can be suspect. It can, right? We want to be faithful individuals, but faithfulness does matter. Faithfulness with the right attitude and the right motives. Why? Because our character, our character, our attitudes have always been defined by our character and our faithfulness. It's always been defined by our character and our faithfulness. Yes, I can be a faithful individual, but my motives and my attitudes, they define if I am going to be my character and my faithfulness. Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. We're talking about the Pharisees, and Jesus comes up to them and he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! For you tithe mint and dill and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. Did the Pharisees do the right thing? Yes. Did they do it with the right motives and the right attitudes? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I think about King Saul. As Samuel comes to him and he's offered the sacrifice that Samuel said, no, you wait on me for that sacrifice. He's offered the sacrifice and Samuel says this to him. Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. I know many of you, not all of you, but many of you probably grew up in the tradition that I'm in. And and, uh, and a lot of our, a lot of the teaching and just kind of the the way that I thought back then, because I felt like it was what was expected, it was a lot about... uh, if you can just do this and this and this and this, then you will be a faithful person. You'll be a faithful individual. If we just get our ecclesiastical matters and our liturgical matters just right and do those just right, then hey, we're okay. Now, you may say, well, what are those two things? Yeah, exactly. Well, ecclesiastical matters are the way that you actually structure a church. It's it's the way that you actually function as a church. Elders, deacons, ministry leaders, whatever it is, how you function as a church, how that's laid out. And if we had that laid out, if we're, we're correct in that, then hey, we're doing the right thing. And then the other one is liturgical. It's the way we 
worship. It's the way we we sing and, and pray and Lord's Supper, everything like that. It's all about that. And if I get all of these acts of worship exactly right, then man, I'm on the track to being a faithful person. But that's not, that's not, listen, listen, brothers and sisters. That's not what God is saying. God is saying our faithfulness is not about the structure of the church. It's not about the worship that we have every single week. Are those things important? Yes, but our faithfulness is not determined by those two things. It's not determined by those two things. Our faithfulness is predicated on our willingness to obey the voice of the Lord and listen to His voice. That's what our faithfulness is predicated on. That's what our faithfulness will be judged on. Not whether I keep this and this exactly right, exactly the way that we've structured it all these many years. That's not where my faithfulness is going to be determined. Our faithfulness is determined. Our faithfulness is determined by whether I listen to His voice and I obey His voice. It is better Read that scripture again. To listen, to obey his voice, and to listen to his voice is better, is better than sacrifice and the fat of rams. Better than the sacrifice and the fat of rams. Our faithfulness matters. And as a church, let's dream again of being a faithful people that listen to God, listen to His heart, listen and obey His words and His faithfulness. We are seen by others as a faithful congregation, as faithful people who who do God's will and want to join Him in the work out there, and we are seen as faithful individuals. Individuals. It matters. It matters a lot. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 21, I read these words, not going to be on the screen. Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and enjoy your master's happiness. Let me challenge you this week. Let me challenge you this week to think about what you say and what you do. And that you want to be faithful in everything that you do. Why? Because God's faithful to us. And we're thankful for His grace. And we're thankful for His mercy. Even though I don't deserve His faithfulness, I don't deserve it. Because He's faithful to me. I want to be faithful to Him into you. I love you very much. Let's go be faithful people to our Heavenly Father.